Hey everyone, welcome back to the Maximum Gain podcast. It has been a little too long for me. I mean, since the last episode that was released, which I believe was a since 99, sorry, was uh, an interview. Yeah, it was the Bruce Falconer interview that I did. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It was uh, a, a, a truly memorable experience for me to interview Bruce Falconer, who, in case you don't know who he is, he composed the composed and produced the music for Dragon Ball Z, the most famous, the most known English dub, which is the Funimation dub that most audiences saw, including India. Like everyone knew that music that he made. And sure, it wasn't just him. He he had a whole production team behind him, but it was his studio that produced all that music and he composed majority of it. And it was, it was so cool. Uh, I sat down with him for like about, uh, actually all in all, one and a half hours. He was very generous with his time, but I had to cut it down a little bit. So you got like an hour and 18 minutes, I think, which was the uh, published interview. So check that out. It's, you know, streaming everywhere where you get your podcasts. That was a really fun one to do. So it's been like three weeks since I released that episode and it's mainly because like if you don't follow uh, right now, I'm just going to bring it up. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you you really should. I put up a lot of different, different posts, small snippets of my episodes, a lot of updates on schedules and new content coming up. And, you know, I keep you updated on a bunch of things, including my own life, uh, which you may or may not find interesting, but like I do it, I do it for those who, you know, are interested uh, my Instagram handle is Arya underscore guy. That's double A R Y A underscore guy. G U Y. So on Instagram, I put a post explaining why exactly I have been absent for three weeks. Uh, because And it's mainly because I was on vacation. Sure, that's one thing. But I wanted to continue my work. But while I was on vacation in Goa, my phone gave out, which meant... I couldn't access Instagram or my mail. Well, mail I could, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't access Instagram really at all. Even on the laptop, it was very difficult. So whatever, I got a spare handset. Then that spare handset also gave out, and shortly after that gave out, my laptop got wet in the rain. Just a tiny amount of water went into the charging port, and it screwed everything up. My laptop, I. I'm happy to say it's fine now, but yeah, I was basically out of commission for about three weeks because of these technological problems I was having. So I'm just uh, very thankful to everyone who has supported me up until now. And for those who are still listening to my podcast, even though three weeks have passed since my last episode, I'm still seeing every day people are listening to my podcast. And it's just, it's an amazing feeling, you know, because I got to check like a week, every week I checked like on my brother's phone, I checked on my uh, distributor account, which is Simplecast. I distribute through Simplecast. I checked on my Simplecast account, the overall stats of my show. And it was actually still growing, even though I wasn't really uploading much. And Instagram also went cold for a little while because of uh, my problems with the devices. But people were still coming back, still watching stuff or new listeners I was getting and and I'm just so super grateful for everyone who's been listening to me 
thank you so much and i just you know what let's just get started with today's episode because i've explained to you why i have been gone for a while and i, I felt the need to explain because now i'm going to be as vigilant as ever when it comes to getting back on time getting back on schedule because it hurts me not to get an episode out whether people are listening or not i want to put my content out there so today's episode is a topically speaking episode so as you know i have three segments and one of the segments is topically speaking and i'm so so thrilled to do today's topically speaking segment because i am going to be talking about why are people constantly saying that rock is dead haven't you heard that like like quite constantly like oh rock is dying or rock is dead rock music i mean like not like a rock but rock music metal music oh rock is dead rock is a dead genre or oh, rock is dying i am going to analyze why exactly that is and i'm going to give my own thoughts and i'm going to i'm going to say it right now i do not believe rock is dead rock is not dead and there is a lot of proof so it's forget about belief there are facts that i'm going to be delivering on today's episode and i'm going to put this whole myth honestly this whole myth and this whole argument aside now there are some valid valid reasons as to why people are saying rock is dying or why people are saying rock is dead definitely there are valid reasons but there are also a ton more reasons to justify rocks steady growth even today to 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 not to justify the to justify the existence of rock still even today in mainstream music and why people are confusing an evolution of rock with the death of rock and this statement has been made since the middle of the 2010s rock is dead rock is dying yet in my opinion still not at all dead so let's get into this and i'm going to be now see i'm i'm going to be talking about rock as a whole encapsulating all mainstream genres within that rock spectrum so metal will also be counted when i talk about the various reasons why people are claiming that rock is quotes in quotes dead let's get into this i can't wait to tell you all why i why i truly believe that and see you, all my listeners should know by now like i mainly talk about hard rock and metal on my podcast i talk about mainly hard rock and metal artists hard rock metal music i mean i do talk about other stuff as well and i do want to explore a whole variety of genres but definitely i am very very uh, attached to uh, the rock spectrum before i get too deep into talking about this main topic and bringing up something called billboard charts a lot let me explain what i mean by billboard charts i'm going to be bringing that up quite a bit so billboard is actually a media publication that a magazine from the united states now that basically it's a media publication organization that ranks all new releases of music artists every week now inside billboard like you'll have like you can check the website if you want billboard.com inside billboard they have a bunch of different charts so they have the billboard 200 which ranks the 200 top selling albums every week so every week it changes and a new artist may or may not reach the number 1 spot so basically they rank it as per album sales 
and streams as well. They take streams and I'm going to explain that soon. In any case, you'll be clarified about that later. But basically, every country has its own billboard. The United States, which I'll bring up a lot in this video, uh, in, sorry, in this audio, uh, <laughs> this audio episode, I'll bring the billboard up a lot because, well, let's be honest, the United States has pretty much dominated uh, the music, uh, world music charts, you know, throughout the past three decades at least. And so they're kind of the dominant, the dominant country when it comes to especially rock and hard rock music. It's them and the UK. That's about it. So I'm going to be bringing up the Billboard charts a lot because they have something called the Billboard 200, which I explained. Plus, they have a bunch of other charts. They probably have 200 more charts where they rank songs as well. So the top selling songs per week, per genre as well. And they also have the global charts where they talk about the songs or the albums that have hit global charts and how they are going to be ranked as per their own sales. The UK also has the official charts, which I won't bring up as much as Billboard, but I think it's important for you to know that every country has its own chart organization, its own, basically its own music sales analytics organization, I guess you could say. So, and, and you know, most countries have their own premier magazine where they announce magazine or maybe radio show. The UK has BBC Radio 1 where they talk about the top 10 uh, acts of the week, top 10 artists of the week, top selling in terms of songs and albums. So this all really, really counts when, it, when we talk about album sales and popularity. I'm going to bring up the billboard charts a lot when we talk about rock and metal artists. Let's get into it. Let's start by analyzing the reasons why people and the media seem to think that rock is dead or dying. Now, one reason is low charting positions in many countries. That is very true. That is very, very true. In Especially in the United States, where rock was most prevalent, definitely over the past decade, rock has seen a decline. It has seen a decline in charting positions and not only like, you know, a rock band debuts in the top 10 or something like that. Not only are certain rock bands definitely not debuting the top 10 anymore, but they're not staying. Many, many people forget sometimes. It's not about, do you peak at this number and like, wow, this band peaked at number one. That's amazing. Which means they're going to sell, you know, and they're selling really well. That That's not necessarily true. That means that one week, sure, they may have done comparatively well, Com you know, compared to all the other artists. So you could reach number one on the US Billboard charts, but you may have only sold something that is as low as 55,000 copies, which is very low if you are in a number one spot, very low, which means that second spot only sold some 40-something thousand, which means that week overall sales were low, which is why the highest one was considered as number one, even though sales were really, really low. And this is where I, I want to I want to talk about something here. It's not just about low charting positions. It's about how long you stay on a chart. If you debut in the top 10, sure, wow, this band debuted at number eight. They're still relevant. But in the second week, they're off the charts. Like they've dropped off. That basically means that their core fan base went out on the day of release, that weekend or whatever it was, on that Friday, purchased that band's new album, got them to number eight, and the next week there was no growth. No radio airplay, no nothing, and therefore they didn't rise on the charts. They just dropped off. 
so that is something that also needs to be stated that it's not about charting positions but also how long they endure on the charts so that is definitely one valid reason as to why people are saying rock is dead so it's less frequently played on mainstream radio stations which comes down to the demand for it to be played in the first place this is another reason as i said you know if now charting positions in any country it doesn't only encapsulate album sales many times you know bands sell merch along with albums albums as well so they actually look at it in terms of units so you could have like some you could have you could have sold 3000 units of something now units means a unit is basically your your vinyl along with a special cd and a t-shirt or something like that so when when someone says you know you sold like 3000 units it's actually you've sold a lot more things but if you were but to consider only your albums then you've sold 3000 albums so the billboard chart positions don't only consider that but they also consider especially nowadays over the past 10 years it's definitely changed they consider streams so your streaming value is also put into consideration when it comes to your debuting or or any charting position of any week of your release radio airplay is different that's totally different but definitely streams accounted and so this could clearly show that maybe rock bands aren't being streamed that much or a decline of just a certain number of bands and people focus on these bands and claim like these bands represent all of rock which is not true when a person sees like oh but oh but foo fighters suddenly didn't reach number 1 oh rock is declining or foo fighters dropped off the charts in 4 weeks rock is declining yeah but why are you only looking at foo fighters it could just be foo fighters or it could just be this band or that band oh limpis kid isn't popular anymore which means rock is dying no that's that's not it that's not true let me mention another reason now and i hope this puts into perspective uh, some other things uh, when you think about rocks existence currently world music and respect and understanding towards other countries music cultures is extremely trendy and relevant right now hence k-pop take over as mainstream music across the globe think about it throughout the world over the past 4 years we've definitely like all countries have basically at least if you look at the charting positions of so many k-pop artists we have taken in a lot of k-pop music in the sense a lot of audiences of these k-pop groups are basically worldwide i mean i mean everyone is listening to bts everyone's listening to blackpink everyone's listening to you know a lot of these artists that come from that are basically non whites <laughs> basically people who aren't your typical united states american boy bands you know they the, the world is changing we are more open towards other cultures other music other styles everything we're more open to all that you know and that is something that i think is definitely definitely should be considered when talking about a lot of let's be honest like the most mainstream rock the most mainstream rock has ever been has either come out of the united states or the uk uk ruled 
in the 60s and 70s. But then the US took over from the 80s onwards with a lot of bands. I mean, say if you talk about 50s, 60s, whatever, that, that's, that was like the Beatles, Rolling Stones, and so many other bands that came out of the UK. But the US really took over from the 70s onwards when it came to rock. And then, of course, metal. I mean, again, metal, <laughs> it's, it's traced back to the UK. But the US also really, really came up in that when it came to the mainstream popularity of rock and metal. So people could just be tired of American and British rock and metal bands. Another reason, people are way more woke now and are trying to move towards a more diverse and universally accepted culture, which also clearly means, as I said, I'm basically uh, stating my point once more, no more white dude bands. No more white dude bands after an oversaturation of traditional American rock bands. I actually absolutely agree that's another... By the way, these are all reasons that I'm just reading off my book. I made like a ton of notes about this. So it may sound like I'm reading and it's because I am reading. Uh, there's just way too much to remember here. So I'm just looking at notes. And so so basically, if you think about it, right? As I said, like a lot of mainstream rock came from the US, came from the UK. Now things are changing. People want to see... People want to hear other perspectives of rock. People want to hear other perspectives of metal. That's just how it's going now. And there is an evolution. There is a clear evolution now. Now, there's also another thing. There are barely any fresh new bands reaching high in popularity. And this is because a lot of legacy rock and metal bands are still uber popular. With a lot of listeners of rock unwilling to give new bands any chance. Therefore giving them less playtime on a lot of radio stations and low festival headlining opportunities. Now remember, this is one of possibly many reasons to why rock is declining. There are, think about it. Think about all your... Maybe anyone who's listening to me who listens to rock and metal or who knows something about rock or hard rock. Think about the bands that you know of. They're all at least 25 years old. All of them. By the way, also Foo Fighters, they're like almost 30 years old now. If you think of a lot of bands keeping metal and rock alive today, they're all close to 30 years or more than 30 years old. And even though these old bands are still pretty popular, it's only their old stuff that is remaining popular right now. It's almost never their new material that trends. On radio stations, streams, it's the old stuff that's brought up, you know, and we're currently in a state of... 80s nostalgia hype if you think about it you look at a lot of uh, mainstream hollywood films and even even you know indie ho hollywood films or a lot of uh, even indian films and all we're, we're really basking in the glory of the 80s you know so we're constantly still looking back eventually there's going to be a time where the 90s bands are going to be considered right now itself if you think about it uh, the top bands that are being listened to on a lot of streaming sites are all from the 60s, which saw a huge rise in, in uh, rock bands. And the 90s, which had a very divisive movement, which was the grunge movement. Or, I mean, grunge movement and the new metal movement, which brought up a lot of um, quite, even today, quite popular hard rock bands, which people listen to even today. And, and that's the reason why so many of these charts are still being dominated by these old bands, not a single new band. Or okay, maybe there are a few new bands, which I will 
bring up soon. So basically, international fusion is more trendy today than basic rock. You know, a lot of, you you hear a lot of rock. I'll give I'll give you a lot of examples of a lot of rock bands today that aren't following the traditional structure of like say an American rock band song or a, a song by a UK rock band, a British rock band. The more and more I talk about rock and metal artists' uh, popularity declining over the past decade. Now, yes, it is declining, but I have to say right now that there are still numerous all all these well these uh, these artists that are maybe two decades old now, which people still keep talking about these rock artists that also people say are supposedly dead. Many of them have are still debuting in the top ten of the Billboard two hundred. For example, you have Korn that most recently uh, released their thirteenth studio album in twenty nineteen. and they debuted and peaked at number 8 that's pretty high number 8 they're in the top 10 and by the way that was their 14th consecutive top 10 that's how popular they actually are then you have foo fighters where most recently in 2021 they released medicine at midnight which i think debuted and peaked at number 3 so they're still extremely relevant then you have so many other art- artists like evanescence deftones greta van fleet of course so many of these other artists that are debuting in the top 10 now there is again i have to explain that i do believe that there is a decline because many of these artists foo fighters corn evanescence all of them have actually hit like all of them have hit number 1 on the billboard 200 charts multiple times including a band called disturbed that's also extremely relevant today extremely globally famous today but they were all even more famous as famous as as popular sorry as popular as mainstream pop artists back in the late 90s and early 2000s that i think was the true peak of rock and metal and let me just give you an example you want to know how popular metal and hard rock was back in the early 2000s linkin park single handedly was able to sell close to a million copies i'm talking about someone something like 850000 copies which is an insanely high number even today 850000 copies in their first week of an album release linkin park's album which was meteora then you have limp biscuit who released an album in i think 2000 or 2001 called it's a, it's a strange album title it's called chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water it's ridiculous it's bad whatever it sold over 1 million copies in its first week of release when it released and it stayed at number 1 for multiple weeks that is how popular rock and metal was but now there unfortunately none of these artists are reaching the they're reaching the top 10 sure but actually many of them aren't even reaching the top 5 anymore and they're clearly like see there's also a huge pivot in the music industry so when it comes to album sales people aren't buying CDs as much anymore they're buying vinyl people aren't uh, listening to radio as much anymore they're streaming songs so there's a lot of streaming going on there's also a lot of piracy going on but piracy obviously isn't counted like how many down how many illegal downloads per band and let's put that on the chart obviously that isn't counted but all of this is affecting uh, rock and metal's popularity music's popularity in general today and i'm going to bring up some other things in the uh, at the end of this episode like viral popularity that also really affects uh, the success or the failure of an artist's work now moving away from the reasons why rock is supposedly being buried as we speak 
there are definitely still some new bands coming up and gaining some popularity. And I'm talking about bands that emerged mostly from the 2010s. I'm not going before that. Now, either emerged or truly got their mainstream success in the 2010s. So they, some of them may have started, like may have actually may have released their first material, say in 2007 or 8, but only got traction in the 2010s. Now, I'd still consider that pretty new. Even if it's a band that formed in 2005, that's still pretty new. That's about 15, 16 years old, and it takes a lot of time to gain traction. Now, these bands are, and you might want to note these down or check them out because they're really, really good. I, I so wish I could play music on this podcast, but unfortunately, there are some legal reasons as to why I can't. And uh, again, follow me on Instagram if uh, you want some more updates on some interesting like new developments uh, when it comes to podcasting for me. Uh, check out my Instagram account. I may be able to solve this whole can't play music on my podcast problem. So getting back to the main topic. The first band I want to mention is Royal Blood. Then there's a band called The Who. Now this is in WHO. This is H-U, The Who. They're a Mongolian hard rock and folk metal band. Amazing. you got to check out The Who. In particular, check out The Great Chinggis Khan by The Who. It's amazing. Then there's Baby Metal. Now, they're more of a viral freakout, but still popular today. Then there is Bring Me the Horizon. I'm sure most of you must have heard Bring Me the Horizon. Gained popularity this decade, but formed in the mid-2000s. Technically speaking, I mean, they are a 2000s band, but they definitely started, like their third studio album gained a lot of popularity, and their third studio album was in 2010. And that started to really kick them off. And so they are a pretty fresh band, if you think about it. Another band to mention is Ghost. And then Bad Wolves. Now, I'd honestly consider Bad Wolves kind of a one-hit wonder, mainly because they got super popular with one single, which was their cover. Not even an original song. It was their cover of the Cranberry song Zombie. Do you remember Zombie? I used to like it, but then I listened to it way too much, and now I just can't take it. And Bad Wolves, you know, they hit the top of the singles charts and all across the globe with their cover of Zombie. But after that, let's be honest, we just have not heard of of Bad Wolves, even any of their new material. Now, the popularity of these bands isn't as high as rock has ever been. That's true. But they are the top of the new bunch. So that needs to be, well, that, that needs to be stated. They are the top of the new bunch. Now, again, as I said, there is, I agree that there is a decline, but rock is not dead. God, that really, it really gets me, you know, when people say rock is dead, rock is dead. It's not dead. There is a decline and there is an evolution. Moving on. Two more reasons that we need to discuss. Two more reasons that need to be brought up, which actually is my explanation as to why rock has seen better days. The first reason is that veteran rock and metal bands are selling out to mainstream pop and other radio-friendly genres. Now, when I say selling out, I basically mean they want more money. That's about it. They're really selling out. And I can give a, a good number of examples of some huge bands that were all very heavy, all right? But they sold out. Obviously, one that a lot of people spoke about in 2017, Linkin Park. 
definitely sold out. BMTH, that's Bring Me The Horizon. Yep, they sold out. Suicide Silence, they sold out to... Now, Suicide Silence is a death metal and grindcore band, but they suddenly decided they wanted to sound like Linkin Park. Yeah, that is a huge, huge difference. And they were clearly trying to uh, just pivot and try to go for a more radio-friendly genre there. So yeah, they sold out. Godsmack also sold out. Disturbed sold out. And last but not least, I don't know if but not least really applies to what I'm talking about right here, but (laughs) Kid Rock. Do you all remember Kid Rock? He was actually most known for an album called Devil Without a Cause. This was in 1998. He was... Kid Rock was first a rap artist. Then he became a metal artist when he wanted to ride high with the new metal wave. And still today, that album of his, Devil Without a Cause, is his most successful album to date, actually gaining a diamond certification by the RIA in the United States. Now, a diamond certification basically means that he has been certified 10 times platinum. 10 times platinum means he has sold 10 million copies. Can you believe that? In the United States alone. So, yeah, that was a seriously popular album. If you want to check out Kid Rock, type a song called Bow With Taba. It's B-A-W. Just type that and type Kid Rock and you'll get it. Uh, so he moved from new Metal to then Basic Rock, which is basically just light, soft rock. Then from that, he went to Country. He went straight off to Country and that's mainly because Country is... Uh, at least at the time, wasn't very populated with uh, too many young artists. And so when he came, when he went into country in the early 2000s, it was like, oh, fresh face. Clearly, he saw it as an opportunity to, well, gain a lot more popularity and sell a lot more. And he did uh, pivot. He pivoted well, but he clearly sold out as well. These were all insanely heavy bands. And yes, Kid Rock also, at one point, was quite, quite heavy. At one point in time. But clearly that radio money got on their minds and yeah, the rest is history. Now, as much as those bands did experiment with other genres, they pretty much exited their original rock subgenres, abandoned their fan base and avidly went for pop as their predominant genre. Now, my second reason that I need to bring up, and this is a really important one, okay? You you really got to listen to this one. This is very important. No band is willing to stay heavy, but also experiment with the most popular aspect of modern mainstream productions, which is electronic music. Now, basically, to experiment with more popular genres, it isn't a crime and it isn't selling out when you do that. You're just trying to stay relevant. You're trying to try new things. You're you're doing new things. But... Especially when you're a rock, when you're a hard rock or when you're a metal band, you really need to uh, kind of discipline yourself and and really be loyal to your fan base, especially because, see, metal has always been treated, hard rock and metal have always been treated as underground genres. They really have. And it's the rare occasion when you actually see a metal band selling as much as a pop artist. It's it's extremely rare, you know. And the new metal movement in the 90s, that was one of the rare cases. The only movement in any metal subgenre that actually got that popular. I mean, bands like Limp Bizkit, Korn, System of a Down, they were selling copies as much 
as uh, Britney Spears or NSYNC or Backstreet Boys were selling back then. Like they were huge. And it's super rare when that happens. So you got to so for for a metal band you need to be really loyal to your fan base because like, you know, that's the only fan base you'll have. But at the same time experimenting with other genres. Now there are many bands that have tried to do that and have succeeded. You know, have taken that leap of faith and have, you know, told their fans we're we're trying something new, we're doing this, but we are still a metal band. We are not a soft rock or we're not a country. We're not a pop act. We are still metal, but we are trying to move with the times, trying to adapt, see how we feel about music, and put that into our music. And I don't know if uh, I think I stated this before. It's like uh, the electronica and funk aspects of 1970s and 80s music seem to be back to the mainstream this decade. So, uh, so like I mean it. Like electronic music is that electronic aspect of pop music is really something that I feel more bands should try to experiment with. And there are definitely I'm going to list out some bands. who have experimented and the only bands willing to experiment with electronic music while still somewhat staying true to their rock and metal rock and or metal roots therefore keep both their fan base sides happy and remain relevant now i'm going to mention these acts or bands or artists whatever i'm going to mention them and these are all that have really experimented with uh, moving with the times travis barker who will basically do anything to stay relevant corn bring me the horizon poppy linkin park skinred and ghost linkin park i'm uh, not counting their last album their last album was an album called one more light and that's why they were in my sold out list because they really did with that album that in no way is one more light a even remotely a rock album it is a pop album without a doubt and they really sold out there but they definitely did experiment with electronica throughout their career so that's why they're on this list as bands who have experimented with electronic music now i just want to mention one thing don't just look at the stats in terms of popularity of a certain genre or or anything in in fact look at the number of new bands popping up every year just look at that now people say rock is dead rock is dying but just look at the new bands that are popping up look at the people who are still interested to stay in those genres who still feel like you know there's something here more to discover people still want to listen to rock hard rock or new metal or metal heavy metal people still want to listen to this stuff if it was dead then it would be like disco do you all remember disco the interest for disco is no longer with us whereas the interest for rock is still alive now take a look at the new bands leading a new wave of rock music these are my own selected picks i just have to warn you these are my own selected picks there are way more that deserve attention but i'm just going to mention these bands currently and these are just i'm telling you these aren't all of them these are just a few that have come up in the past 5 to 6 years which means like 2014 2015 onwards tala t a a sorry t a l a h tala they are an og new metal and metalcore hybrid 
kind of a band. This band I needed to mention first because they're probably my favorite band that has come out in the past five years. They are absolutely brilliant. Check them out if you're a fan of uh, Slipknot. If you're a fan of Slipknot, then you definitely want to check out Tala. You just, you have to. They're amazing. Royu, R-O-J-U, Royu. They are a Finnish band, modern new metalcore. Amazing band. Again, they're pretty small, but they showed up suddenly in 2020 when, you know, the world was going to crap. They showed up and, man, they honestly lifted me up quite a bit with their music. Check out their song, Play Dead. It's absolutely brilliant. It's constantly on my playlist for anything. Whenever I'm walking or if I'm doing my exercises or anything like that, Royu's Play Dead is always up there. It's an amazing, amazing song. Reminds me a lot of Linkin Park, like like peak Linkin Park. Then we have The Who, as I mentioned, a Mongolian folk hard rock and metal band. The Who is absolutely amazing. Check out the, the, the great Chinggis Khan and Wolf Totem as well. Wolf Totem is also it's just, it's amazing. And they've really, really come up also, I have to say. They, they've, they need more attention, but they definitely did find an audience. Next, we have Royal Blood. This is a British hard rock and alt-electronic rock band. They're actually a duo. It's Royal Blood is considered a band, but they're just two people. <laughs> and maybe fine, a few, maybe like a DJ or two or something like that, but it's actually just two people, two, two musicians. This band is amazing. They've uh, hit the top of the charts in the UK as of, I think, uh, 2020 or 2021. They released an album and they hit the top of the charts. So they're doing really well. Then we have The Pretty Reckless. Then we have Greta Van Fleet, which is basically a 70s hard rock homage band. Fever 333. Blacktop Mojo. Avatar, which is a Swedish heavy metal band. Then we have Chaosium, which is actually a band I discovered through just one song. Now, they're an alt-rock, alt-metal band, mainly hard rock and metal. Chaosium really shot up to uh, fame, well, well, internet fame, I guess you could say, internet fame in June 2021 when they released their song Smile Again. Smile Again is actually a bad example of what this song is capable of, what this band is capable of, because Smile Again was basically... Uh, without a doubt, a corn ripoff song. Now, it's, I mean, hearing what they had to say about it, Chaosium stated that it was actually an homage to corn, but if you hear that song, it's like it's more of a ripoff. Now, I like that song, but without a doubt, they have so many more uh, compelling songs, like, for example, Stick Under My Skin. Check out Chaosium's Stick Under My Skin. This song especially its acoustic version, uh, is absolutely brilliant. It's out of this world. Check it out on YouTube. Chaosium, Stick Under My Skin, acoustic uh, performance. It's it's quite brilliant. Now, I got to bring up... Now, there are three... Uh, sorry, there are four in particular that I haven't mentioned as yet, and these are some big four that you got to look out for if you haven't heard of them. Voice of Bass Prot. Now, this is V.O.B. They, they call themselves V.O.B. It's actually a trio of girls from Indonesia and they perform hard rock and metal. A lot, a lot of amazing hard rock and metal music. And they've even covered uh, some huge bands' uh, works. For example, Slipknot's Before I Forget. Yeah, they, they go that heavy. And 
and they mainly stick to hard rock actually but at times they go metal because that's what they listen to they deserve a lot of support because they've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of shit for just playing an instrument can you imagine that uh, there three three girls who wear hijabs and they get a lot of a lot of hate because of it and uh, but this they, they have like a large i mean they have a good sized fan base that i feel needs to be a lot bigger so check out voice of bass prot they're absolutely amazing next we have an indian rap metal folk metal band that i just love these guys are amazing bloodywood bloodywood check out their song gadar there's one song called gadar then there is another one called yari yari absolutely amazing these two songs uh, you'll know exactly what they're like one guy both of them they're two vocalists one guy raps in english the other guy sh- screams growls and raps in <laughs> in hindi it's amazing it's heavy it's so melodic it's really really good stuff you got to check it out and that is honestly like one of the best fusion bands i have ever heard next up we have lorna shore Lorna Shore is a deathcore band bringing back the uh, genre's popularity in 2021 Lorna Shore especially after the introduction of their new vocalist they're actually a like they're a band that's been around for 5 years and they had already released some material before they got their new vocalist Will Ramos in 2021 he shocked the world or at least the whole metal community when he sang for the song to the hellfire check out lorna shore that's alo uh, sorry that's alo that's l o r n a s h o r e i don't know what's going on with me s h o r e lorna shore to the hellfire check that song out and especially just stick around till the ending you'll you'll definitely want to hear that uh, horrific uh, pig squeal at the end yep i spoiled it sorry but you got to check it out it's amazing and last last and certainly not least uh it's hard to say the, n- the name of this band it's hard to pronounce it they're an italian hard rock band that goes by the name of man skin or main skin m a n e s k i n main skin they are absolutely amazing and without a doubt the most popular out of all these bands that i've mentioned they've been around for about 5 6 years and they've released a lot of songs and they're most known for their song begging i'm sure you've heard of it uh, you definitely heard it on instagram i'm begging begging you na 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 i'm begging begging you that's their song that has over 800 million streams on spotify so yeah they are in no way a small group they have actually close to 30 million monthly listeners on spotify you got to check out their song ziti e buono ziti e buono oh, sorry ziti e buoni it's italian by the way so ziti e buoni this song won them the top prize uh, in 2021 for the eurovision song contest and it's a hard rock song which made me so happy to see a hard rock song win uh, at eurovision it was amazing so yeah some of these bands have already hit mainstream rock radio airplay but some definitely haven't so just really uh, try to support these bands because they these are the bands that we need to support in order to see more well to hear 
more rock music on radio stations to hear people talking about rock more if we support these new up and coming young artists that's that's very important young artists and i wish i had more time to list out more but i just don't have the time so there are, there are a lot more but unfortunately i couldn't put them on the list now moving on there used to be such a thing called word of mouth word of mouth exposure rather where a certain underground artists rise in popularity or a film's rise in popularity or something else's rise in popularity would be due to word of mouth spreading but now popularity of almost anything has switched to text through meme popularity it's basically meme forwards not text through meme but meme forwards popularity and unfortunately rock music is barely trending through social media and when i say social media i'm i'm particularly talking about things like a uh, twitter instagram and uh, especially actually tiktok and all these apps that i just mentioned they truly control the rise and fall of an entity's success nowadays they they really do and viral marketing campaigns are is truly uh uh something that a lot of companies see as well something that would definitely give them a lot of profit one day viral marketing and viral marketing is what like it's basically you know now we're, we're all on the internet we're all on apps we're all on social media we send we send a forward now another that person forwards it to a group and those people forward to something else and that how it just spreads right that really controls everything success nowadays now all of these new bands that i just mentioned deserve more exposure and most importantly a chance though i am a huge fan of a lot of 90s and 2000s rock and metal bands i try my level best to seek and listen to new artists which we should all do because if we don't support our local and newer rock acts we'll always be hypocritical about the existence and maintenance of rock and say that it's dead now at the end of the day rock and metal music is and always will be a life i absolutely believe it i am stating it it will and always be a life but just evolved however its popularity in some ways has seen better days but just letting you all know one thing one quick uh, little tidbit olivia rodrigo's song good for you a rock song was one of the biggest if not the biggest song of 2021 so yeah uh, it's a rock song So I don't know, just putting that out there I'm putting out Mainskins Mainskins uh, Ziti Oboni Ziti Oboni I'm really butchering it here I don't mean to Ziti Oboni that song has over 110 million uh, views on YouTube just within 6 months so yeah there's interest in in fresh rock and hard rock rock's popularity like most genres will always fluctuate but we need to let those new contributors breathe new life into rock and metal or else we're in a way forcing rock's decline and inadvertently disappointing ourselves and potential rock musicians also i just need to mention one thing i've noticed about the most popular rock and metal groups as of 2021 at least is that they're all from different subgenres within the rock spectrum it really shows how open minded we all are currently these bands that i'm about to mention 
can't be clumped into one category like it was in the 90s with grunge and then new metal and then pop punk in the 2000s today the bands that are most popular according to music sales charts and festival lineups that also is very important festival lineups could not be more varied in style now i'm going to mention these bands and i hope you all know these bands if you haven't check them out you really really should foo fighters tool slipknot greta van fleet fallout boy the black keys panic at the disco coldplay machine gun kelly disturbed avenged sevenfold now right there you have like everything from 70s styled hard rock to thrash metal industrial metal regular heavy metal you have hard rock you have punk rock you have the original blues based rock you have electronic rock you have pop rock i mean the say punk rock you have that you have you have all sorts of things you have metalcore all of that and these are the most popular like you won't find more popular bands than these right now fine maybe put in the uh, main skin and yeah these are the ones and they're all so different there's no movement going on really when it comes to rock and metal like oh it's the this subgenre movement no but that's how it was in the 80s 90s and 2000s now we're coming to the end of this episode right now and i have one final thing to say to those who believe that rock is indeed dead you remember when in the 80s electronic music was taking over and metal was a laughing stock like do you actually remember like in the 1980s i don't know who my listeners are right now so i don't know if you remember or not but basically in the 1980s electronic music was really taking over everything if you listen to like just check up 80s hits it's always a synth based this or a synth based that and metal and hard rock was honestly a laughing stock at the time it really was because of hair metal and all that glam stuff and it was just like too much everyone everybody was androgynous it really made rock and metal uh, quite unbearable actually that decade so at that time rock and metal was a laughing stock but then the 90s hit and we got a full decade of game changing truly game changing bands still relevant today like nirvana foo fighters system of a down green day nine inch nails corn blink 182 and rage against the machine i mean all these bands are still relevant today and every single one of them came out in the 90s now sure things evolved like no more guitar solos and shorter tighter songs that was definitely a big change in the 90s that's what happened but after a dip this wide genre continued in the 90s there will always be gains and dips in rock's popularity there will always be that but one thing i know for sure and this is extremely important the arrangement of a band a lead guitarist rhythm guitarist bassist drummer and vocalist will never ever go away and that's what i have to say about rock's status today I just realized that rhymed and that's what I have to say about rock status today will never go away you know I just <laughs> rhymed there 
but yeah i feel very strongly about this whole argument about rocks demise in the 2010s i absolutely disagree i think that's rubbish uh people want to say that's dead because people are really tired of a lot of old bands now and i totally get that which is why we need to let some new artists breathe new life into this thing we need to support all of them and um yeah just i mean if you, honestly if you want further i'm just going to just continue a little bit more if you want further proof that rock is still alive check out check out on google the most popular music festivals today like four out of the top 10 are rock festivals pure hard rock and metal festivals like lollapalooza aftershock louder than life northfest is doing superbly so thank you all for listening to my explanation on this topic because i i i found it really fun uh dissecting everyone's arguments about this genre and its uh, popularity today i found it very fascinating i i learned a lot and i hope you you all did too i really really hope you did so closing notes i guess uh, i'd have to go to now if you heard a noise just then it was my book follow me on instagram if you want some more updates on my podcast and a lot of new things that are coming up i'm i'm really fixing up something new that i can't wait to announce very shortly check me out arya_guy on instagram consider following my podcast on spotify and uh, every single other it's my podcast is available worldwide by the way anyone who's listening to this right now just know it's available everywhere like you have it on amazon music you have it on uh, sorry uh, yeah you have it on amazon music you have it on spotify you have it on apple podcast you have it on deezer you have it on just a bunch of others that i don't even know the names of right now it's like over 20 podcast networks and if it's on apple it's on like five others you know what i mean apple really controls a lot of podcast networks as well i can't wait to get another episode out to you next week i i was super super happy to be back this week and i hope you all are also kind of pleased that i'm back next week i will be back with another episode most likely a since 99 episode we'll see what the schedule is like again if you want further updates check me out on instagram this was a fun episode to do hope you all enjoyed it as much as i did and as always i hope you stay happy and i hope you stay safe thanks for listening